around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everyone. God bless you today, and welcome to Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. We are so glad you're there to join us. We are believing God with you that what you hear today is going to be exactly what you need, and it'll be a word in season, as Proverbs says, like apples of gold and pictures of silver. The wisdom of God, just a word in, in season, as the Bible teaches us, is like fresh manna, and uh, that in turn is like the Israelites were only allowed to gather it once a day, and it wouldn't keep past a day. And so God's there for you. He's always got something fresh and new. And it's going to be, as we've been talking about, by the power of the Holy Ghost. You can always find us at terrymize.com. And then on our website, we have all of our products and materials there that are for you. And then we also have our scheduling and where Terry's preaching. We're going to be in California uh, for over 10 days. And uh, We've got some good things going on while we're there that is going to honor Terry and his 50 years of ministry. And then we have lots of wonderful things there on the website for you to be able to interact with us. You can even call us, as Terry said last time. So we look forward to hearing from you. Give us your uh, prayer request, a praise testimony. Uh, Terry's newsletter is there. We look forward to hearing from you and to be a blessing to you as well. Well, darling, let's begin our our podcast and talk to the folks about what's on your heart today. Well, praise God. It's uh, always good to be with you, always good to share the Word of God with you. And, and uh, you know, Renee, we talk so much about the friends of ours that are in heaven today that were that were our fathers in the faith. That's right. And we talk about them a lot. We, we believe in honoring them. We believe in uh, talking about them. We believe uh, they were so instrumental in in our lives and, and just sometimes just a word they'd say, just a phrase they'd say, just a sentence they'd say. I talked to you on the podcast a few weeks ago about how John Osteen said to me when I was a teenager and said to me, uh, Terry, God's a good checker player and he doesn't move out of turn. Well, you know, that's been worth millions of dollars to me. There's right. no telling how many times that's kept me alive. There's no telling how many times that's right. paid my bills. There's no right. telling how many times that Bible principle, that principle that just a, just a little phrase out of the mouth of one of my father's, uh, has just uh, been so valuable in my life. And uh, and you and I probably, just the two of us, uh, as we travel and as we're at home, uh, the rare times we're at home and then the times we're traveling, uh, <laughs> there's no telling how many times a day we quote uh, one of our fathers in the faith. And we, we quote John Osteen. I, there, there's no way to count the time that we quote him or say something about right. he said, or something Brother Hagen said, no, or something, we do. We something talk about Old Robert said, or Kenneth. Constantly. You know, and, and, and I've said many times, I said, you know, when I talk about these fathers, these guys, uh, it's not that I'm dropping names. They were they were friends of mine. I mean, they were real people. They were people that I'd been That's in their right. homes. They'd been in my home, some That's of them. Right. Uh, had their phone numbers, talked to them on the phone, ate meals with them, you know, preached with them. And uh, God just gave me favor and gave us favor and, and with these m- wonderful giants, spiritual giants. And then the things that they would say to us that would just literally we could take to the bank. Right. I, I don't know. I don't know that we have that anymore today. My fathers are certainly uh, all in heaven today, with the exception of uh, Wayne Myers, who's 95 years old. And we talk about Brother Wayne all the time. We were with him just a couple of uh, three or four weeks ago down, down in Mexico first part of January. And, uh, 
<clears throat> you know, Brother Wayne's just said so many things and done so many things, and he ninety-five years old, still My preaching, goodness. still, That's still, right. still running the church, still, mm -hmm. still preaching, you know, still um, telling <laughs> testimonies and stories from fifty years absolutely ago. Absolutely, <laughs> still giving to people, directing people, That's right. uh, helping those pastors Amazing. from Mexico and around Giver. the world. But you know, th those fathers, I, I don't know that we have that. That uh. these young people, they really have that. Uh. I hope we're that to some of them, and and we have been that to many, many, many. Although. Although this last year in 2017, uh, a bunch of those went shipwreck. Yeah. That's so sad. Breaks my heart. Uh, I wrote to one of their wives just today and, and said, honey, I'm so sorry. Sugar, I'm so sorry that your husband uh, has just gone shipwreck. I mean, he's just gone shipwreck, lost right. his ever loving mind and treating you and those babies the way he's treating you. And yet this young man, uh, this young man has called me father since he was 13 years old. Yeah. I mean, travel with me, been in mission fields with me, stand up to, in, publicly in the pulpit and say, Terry Mize is my father, and Terry Mize is the apostle of this church. And then in private <laughs> say to me, Terry, you're my father, and you're, you're the yeah. apostle of this church. You can talk to right. me anytime. And then when he messed his life up and we went to talk to him, he won't talk to us, hadn't talked to us since. <laughs> Hadn't talked to us, hadn't supported us out of the church, hadn't had me back in the pulpit. And, you know, last year in 2017, we had, we had seven that I can think of off the top of my head, seven young ministers just absolutely go off the rails. And, uh, and three of them were women. Yeah. I mean, three of them were women. And, uh, and four of them were men that just absolutely. And, and the thing that bothers me, I guess, so badly, and, and I talk about this a lot in our in our marriage seminars and of course Jackie and I've done marriage seminars for decades and and then I've done them by myself and then you and I've done them and, and uh, Harrison House used to say that you know that they considered us the the, the expert on marriage and family and, and dating and sex and teens and having babies and all that kind of stuff that came to me one time and said we want to make you the Dr. Dobson of the Word of Faith people we want you to write all these books on uh, children and and, uh, and and school children and teens and dating and marriage and sex. And I said, I'm just not interested in being Dr. Dobson, of word of faith people. <laughs> I'm a missionary. But anyway, my point was, uh, in, in marriage seminars so many times over the years, I've said, you know, when you, when, when a church person, when a Christian has a problem financially, they go to their prayer partner and say, pray. They, they go to their right. agreeers and say, agree. They go to their pastor and say, pastor, pray. I got a serious problem. Pray. And, and they go for counsel. They go for right. prayer. They get people involved. They go to their spiritual father or mother and say, Hey, I got a problem. Pray. Uh, or if they've got a, a physical thing going on, you know, they got cancer, they get diagnosed with a horrible disease. They go to their agreeers, their prayer partners, their pastor, their, their counselors, their fathers and mothers. They, they go and say, pray, 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 pray. And they just gather people around to bombard hell and to, and to beseech heaven and to declare the word of God over them and to get out of that mess. Mm -hmm. But when it's a marriage problem, they never do that. When it's a, I shouldn't say never, surely some do, but I mean, it's such a, it's such a, a obvious mistake right. that they don't go to their prayer partner and say, pray. They don't go to their pastor and say, pray. They don't go to their spiritual father and mother and say, pray. They just figure they'll, they'll try to figure it out themselves. And that's the worst possible thing that they can do. And so we, this last year in 2017, we had seven, seven three women and four men that just absolutely went shipwreck. And uh, not a one of them, not a one of them, not a one of them, Renee, got us involved. We had to find out through the grapevine or had to find out through 
you know, their spouse or through their church or through somebody calling saying, Hey, there's something going on here. That's weird. And, and, and it just, it literally breaks my heart. And mm-hmm. I, I wrote to the one young lady this morning and said, it, I said, honey, I'm so sorry. It breaks my heart. Uh, what your husband has done to you and what he's done to the kids, what he's done to the church, what he's right. done to God, what he's done to me, you know, it just breaks my heart. And, uh, but you know, it's, it's like when they get in that situation, you just can't tell them anything. I remember one time we had a, <laughs> Jackie and I had a, a, a relative at one time, a young man that, that we loved dearly and he loved us. And we always laughed that if we didn't hear from him, all of a sudden we didn't hear from him for, you know, a week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, a month, two months, three months. And we, we knew, well, he's in trouble. He's doing bad stuff because, because he'd just cut us off if he was doing something bad. If he was doing something wrong, if he was going shipwreck, then he just wouldn't even tell us. But yet, if everything was fine and, and he was healthy spiritually, well, then, man, he'd just call us and talk to us and visit with us and so on and so forth. So, so it's, 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 you know, Paul talked about people going shipwreck. He talked about these young people going shipwreck. And it just, it breaks my heart that, that that's happened. But we were talking on last, uh, last week's uh, broadcast, our podcast, we were talking about the Holy Ghost and fire, and we were talking about the fathers in the faith. And so I, I still wanted to say a couple of things about that and, and uh, I talked about uh, how I'd uh, put a put a clip of Brother Osteen preaching. And, but these fathers were so grounded that we would always run to them and always talk to them. And they would say, a, 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 like you said, a word in season, used to just like just like apples of gold and pictures of silver. That they would be be a word that we could take to the bank. Right. And you know, a couple of weeks ago, I actually put, a couple of weeks ago it was Old Robert's hundredth birthday, and so we. Uh, I, I put up a couple of uh, couple of different clips, two or three different clips on my Facebook page. Right, right. Uh, one of them was of an old movie that I doubt if anybody listening to me ever ever saw. It was made in 1952. Yeah, that was. It was startling. a full length. I've never seen it that. was a full length movie that Oral made that, uh, that that you know most people would, would have never seen it. Right. And then they they edited it down just to about a 12 minute or 13 minute clip or something like that. Very short little clip. Uh, just the whole movie down, uh, and I so I posted that for his hundredth birthday, right. and then uh, and then there was another one I posted of of uh, Evelyn standing up at a at a meeting when they'd been married thirty six years yeah. I think it was, that was cute. and she said uh, how many of y'all know Oral Roberts uh, wrote a song, <laughs> you know, and and she said y'all have never heard us sing and Oral sitting there and he's saying you're not going to either, but she <laughs> made him get up and sing it, and yeah. made him get up and play the guitar. And so here's Oral and Evelyn, you know, and he's playing the guitar and they're singing this beautiful old song that he wrote about Jesus. Uh, but anyway, I've, I've just, you know, posted the clip here and a clip here and a clip here because I, I, I not only miss those fathers and friends because they were friends. Right. They weren't just fathers. They were friends. They weren't just friends. They were fathers. No, that's right. And, uh, and, and, and not only do I miss them, but those words they gave are still good today. And so like that uh, clip of Brother Osteen's sermon, you know, in fact, you can go to, you know, you can go to YouTube, just go to John Osteen's sermons and just sermon after sermon after sermon is there and and just, just get those little things and they'll just change your life. I remember one time a few years ago, Jackie and I were traveling in the ministry and we were in the airport in Atlanta, Georgia, and she wasn't feeling well. We were tired. We'd been on long trips, you know, and we were sitting there in the airport waiting for another plane. I don't know if we was, I guess we was trying to get home. And she just didn't feel well at all. So I just reached down and pulled my earbuds out of my out of my briefcase, and I stuck one in her ear and one in my ear, and turned on a John Osteen sermon. And I tell you, we just sat there in the middle of all those people in that airport, and he just preached to us. 
and it was just one of his famous sermons on Samson. And he was just preaching about how Samson was, was toiling at the wheel and just going around that wheel and around that wheel. And the Philistines had poked his eyes out, burned his eyes out, and, you know, and they'd made fun of him. And he was just a, just an animal, and they'd laugh at him, and they'd make him grind the meal. And, and, uh, and Brother Osteen, was, he was just preaching along. Of course, he was such a master preacher. And then he'd say, he'd say but the hair was beginning to grow. <laughs> But the hair exactly was right. beginning to grow. That's and he talked right. about Samson's hair growing. And, of course, that was the covenant of God with the Nazarite. That if he, right. he not, a Nazarite was not ever supposed to cut their hair. And the angel said to Samson's parents, said, don't you ever cut his hair because he'll be superhuman strength. He'll have super powerful anointed strength as long as his hair's not cut. If his hair gets cut, then he, he won't have that. So he'll be like any other man. Mm-mm. And so he finally, you know, that, that woman, Delilah, uh, he went to the wrong woman. He went to, to the sinner women. Instead of going to God's girls, he went to sinner women. And his parents told him not to. And he said, I don't care what you think. He wasn't respectful to his mom and daddy. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says, you know, if you honor your father and mother, you live long on the earth and it'll be well with you. Well, right. it wasn't well with them. And he didn't live long on the earth. Uh, he didn't honor his father and mother. And so anyway, he was there. Uh, he had told Delilah his secret and she cut his hair off. And so here they they took him and tortured him and burned his eyes out. And here he was just an animal grinding the no, meal. No, no. And uh, but Brother Osteen kept saying, but the hair was beginning <laughs> to grow. But the I hair. Hear his voice now. Well, I can hear his voice, too. And he'd always yeah. put his hands up like this, you know, yeah. palms out, just, just shake his hands. And say, oh, my, 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 my. The hair oh, was beginning to grow. And anyway, he said that the, Samson's hair grew and his strength came and so when the Philistines wanted to make fun of him, you know, that they sent a little boy to get him and bring him out there so they could make fun of him and laugh at him. Right. He told that little boy, he said, just put me by the main pillars of the temple. And he told God, just let my strength come one more time. And then he said this, he said, let me die with the Philistines. Of course, he didn't have to die with the Philistines. No. He could have finished his ministry and been a great judge in Israel, which right. is God, what God wanted him to do. Yeah. But he violated so many spiritual laws. And he made this statement, let me die with the Philistines. And so he pushed on those pillars. And the house came down, and the Bible says he killed more of the enemy at his death than he and did all his life. his life. But he That's killed right. himself as well. But, you know, he was a, he was a, uh, anyway, by the time we got through there in Atlanta, Georgia, listening to that sermon about his hair beginning to grow uh-huh. and the strength coming back to Samson, by the time they called us for our plane, we were, we felt like we didn't even need a plane to get home. <laughs> but thank God for those fathers. No, that's and thank right. God for those men and women giants that uh, that we just love so much and honor so much and and it just be good for this younger generation to go get those right. i don't know if you have fathers today i know like again i said people call me father but then some have gone shipwrecked and said nope you're not <laughs> and not listen to me but uh, you know thank god others do others well, are faithful right. like we were faithful and others have have been been just just committed like we were right. committed and, uh, and, you know, when you look in the mirror and you look back at when the dust settles and smoke clears and see right. who's still standing, you see that it's those faithful, committed people that uh, God works for. Well, and it's, it's, it is a Bible principle too, <clears throat> Terry, you know, that, that when they can stand on the Word of God and build their house on the rock and not oh, on absolutely. the sand, then they will with, be able to withstand uh, the storms of life. If you compare that, you know, that parable that Jesus gave there about building your house on the rock and not on the sand. And then you compare that, you know, in the word of God with there in, in he, Ephesians 6 that you've taught on recently about after having done all right. 
just stand. If you, uh, a lot of people will just magpie the the Christianese and say, "Well, we're just standing," right. but they have. I always ask them, "Yeah, but what are you doing?" Oh, brother yeah. Terry, we're just standing. Yeah, but what are you doing? Oh, brother <laughs> Terry, we're just standing. Yeah, but but I'm not sure you're qualified to stand. Well, right. What do you mean by that? Well, the Bible says, "Having done all to, all stand, to stand, then stand therefore." Right. So you're not qualified to stand until you've having done all to stand. Right. And so if you haven't done anything, then you're not qualified to stand. And some Christians just start standing immediately after the prayer, but they haven't done anything. Right. They haven't and, added... and James tells us three times. Exactly. Three times James tells us in chapter 2, James right. chapter 2, right. verse 17, verse 20, and verse 26 or 7, right. Right. he says to us, faith, faith without, without works, works is dead. That's right. Then he goes on to say, I will show you my faith by my works. Right. And of course, these silly little Christians, they get that all confused and try to say, well, that's about heaven and you can't work to get to heaven and works yeah. don't count. No, no, no. You can't ever mm. do works to get to heaven. Jesus did everything for that, paid for it in blood, died for you. You can't do anything in works to get to heaven. But 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 works count on the earth. No, they do. If you're going to live on Acts the earth, of faith. if you're going to live on faith. the earth and operate in faith, then works do count. God said, I right. need to see your works. What what are you doing? God's a good right. checker player. If he's if he's if it's your turn, he's not going to move. He's waiting for you to move. I had a friend of mine in, in Shreveport years ago, and she and her husband, and he wasn't necessarily a strong believer like she was, but they owned their own business. And he, she had decided that the driveway up to their house was just too long and dusty, and she wanted a concrete driveway all the way up to the carport. And, right. and she went out there and started um, sweeping that dirt every week. She would go out there and she would sweep it as far down as she could go until, you know, she got all the dust stirred up. And then she'd go back in the house. And then later the next day, she'd go back out and sweep it. And she said, Lord, this is my driveway. It's going to be concrete. And I'm sweeping it by faith. And I want you to know that I see concrete, not dirt. And I'll never forget that that many years ago, her sweeping that dirt because I knew where she lived. And it, you know, it wasn't a, a big, long driveway, but it was a little bit longer than ours. Mm-hmm. And she would go out there and sweep just past the, the carport. And I just was so proud of her. And it wasn't but just a few weeks. Her husband got some big job that there would have been no way for him to ever get a contract like that in the business that he was in. And they had plenty of money to pour the concrete for that driveway and money left over. Praise and and just were, came to church excited, dancing, happy. She could show you her faith by, yeah, by her, her works. works. And, it, and it's not a frivolous thing. It's not a, a just a, a cute little thing that we do, but we do it before God. Sure. We do it before hell. And we let hell see. I, I, I was just looking at several different scriptures here today, Acts chapter 2, then over there in, you know, in 1 Timothy 1 where Paul talked about um, you know how that we need to hold fast to these things so that we don't make shipwreck. That's right. And under great pressure and great trials in life, the enemy wants to wants to confuse the soul. And that's why there's so many scriptures throughout the Bible. I was thinking this morning as I was waking up there that how God talks about just the simple scripture that most people would know, Psalm 23, that he restores my soul. Sure. And I think that's the first repair back that if you and I uh, can continually teach in marriage seminars and in different places that you go that just, uh, you know, that, that there's a restoration of the soul, that if you're not thinking right, if you're not, you know, talking right about those things, then you're, you're going to end up, you start saying things out of your mouth under pressure in an unhappy, uh, disillusioned, disappointed time of life. 
and you end up creating an atmosphere in the soul that causes shipwreck. And I've seen it happen over and over and over again. Oh, yeah, I've seen it happen way too many yeah, times. Yeah, way too many times. Uh, and it doesn't matter if you're a Christian or, or you're not. That's just, the hell knows how to make this happen. Sure. Hell has watched human beings over and over sure. and over and over again and knows where we are vulnerable. But I was just looking at this um, in Acts chapter 2 when Peter was preaching to them there on the day of Pentecost. It says, now when they heard what Peter said, it says they were stung and cut to the heart. And they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brethren, Brethren what, what shall, shall we do? We do you know, and that's the cry, really, of, of human beings out there in the world is, well, what do you want us to do? What can we do to fix this? What can we do you to know, repair there, this? There at his sermon there in Acts chapter 2, it says, it says when he preached, it says the people's hearts were pricked. Were pricked. The Holy Ghost pricked their hearts. I pray that on every sermon I preach, that's every right. time I write a newsletter, right. a partner letter, I say, Father, let their hearts be pricked. I've taught I've taught kids in Jamaica for over twenty years to go exactly. out to win souls. So I wouldn't go out winning souls by myself at all. I take the Holy Ghost with me. If he's not going, I don't want to go. That's and right. then I always ask him to do three things. I say, Holy Spirit, when we go out there today, I need you to turn the light on. When I talk to somebody, when we talk to somebody, right. I need you to number one turn the light on because it's dark and they can't see and they That's need right. to see. They need to see they're lost. They need to see what I'm saying is right. And then number two, I need you to prick their heart, just like on the day of Pentecost. And then number three, I need you to move on their will. So they'll say, I will right. accept Jesus. But well, those that, three things uh, we need the Holy Ghost to do every time we're right. about the master's and business. And I'm glad you said that. That is an inward work of the Holy Ghost mm-hmm. that only God can do on the inside of somebody. And when you as a lay person uh, begin to pray that as that as your pastor preaches, those things will happen. They'll not only happen for other people, but they'll happen for you. Ask God to prick your heart. Amen. Ask God to open your eyes. Ask God to help turn your will towards the things of God. And you can create your own hunger. Oh, you don't have to sit there and wait for somebody else to do it. But you can say, I'm going to have the light turned on. I'm going to have my heart pricked. I'm going to have my will turned. Absolutely. And I'm going to serve God better than I ever have. See, Renee, that's worth a million dollars. Yeah, well, no, it is. <laughs> you know, as people listen to these podcasts, you know, we're, right. we're, we're the spiritual fathers and mothers that, that we say these little phrases and little one-liners and little nuggets and little right. little things that just prick people's heart right. that literally will save them a million dollars or save their life or save no, their baby right. or, or, or put them in the ministry or, or, or pay their bills or whatever, that they can just listen to these nuggets, just nuggets, gold nuggets, nuggets of gold, and uh, put it to put it to work. Well, it's astounding to me that when Peter preached that and those things happened there in Acts chapter 2, that they, and it says here, for the promises to you and to your children and your children's children. children's children. And he said, as many as the Lord our God shall call, call will be saved. Amen. I mean, this is a salvation. This is the season of harvest and salvation. And then verse 46 says, so that after that they were so changed that they brought no, all absolutely. their landed goods, it absolutely. says. It says that they brought all of their movable goods, their landed property. And it, I love the way this closes out. It says they partook of their food with gladness and simplicity and generous hearts. Amen. God did a work in those people. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and he that's did. what you and I are looking for. We're looking for God and, to know, do a work in us. We've got to go, but I want to, I want to make this one point before we close. Just this one, one statement that this these things we're saying is not 
theory. No, that's right. I've said for many years about our product table, our tapes, our books, our CDs, all that kind of stuff. There's no theory back there. That's right. It's 50 years of third world missionary evangelism that I know for a fact works. It works work for me around the world. It's worked for the people I preach for around the world. Uh, it's not an American gospel. It'll work in the jungle. Exactly. It'll work anywhere. And, right. uh, and so it's not theory. It's not theory, but it's, it's, it's absolute absolute fact yeah truth is eternal oh, absolutely. You know? <laughs> and it'll work for anybody in any generation well we are so honored and humbled that you have given your time today to join us here at the terry mize ministries podcast we are so grateful that we've had an opportunity to speak into your heart and soul and help you uh, begin maybe begin to think higher and think more faith-filled than you have before you turn the radio on or and you were able to listen to us and be able to receive from the Word of God. You know, the computers are such a tremendous help in these last days that you can actually, by these YouTube things and all the different things that are out there and for you, you can put your own self through Bible college Amen. <laughs> where we spent hundreds and thousands of dollars. So anyway, just remember you can find us at terrymize.com. And you can find us at terrymizeministries.org at our website. All of our products are there, our preaching schedule. Everything is there for you. Contact us. Let us pray for you. We look forward to hearing from you and see you next week on the Terry Mize Ministries podcast. God bless you all. Amen. You've been listening to a Mize Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.